0: Wednesday. All right. Jordan, what's up, man? What's up, man? How's dude, your day I'm, been? Oh, dude, it's pouring down rain here today, but you know, I'm fired up, man. We got I got a we got a solid podcast tonight. Special Wednesday edition. We've never done a Wednesday before.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: And it's Wait. just me and you again. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like the, the first episode. The Lion and Wolf. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, man. I mean, there's a lot going on right now. I mean, there's so many. There's like NBA rumors. There's all this stuff going on right now. It's like, man, I've been thinking like all week what to talk about. Well, there's yeah, there's definitely a lot to talk about. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, first, what, what's this getting about the NBA finals, man? What happened the other night, dude? <laughs> like, we were all fired up all weekend. The last podcast I remember us talking, we were like, all right. Raptors, 3-1, three, three, this is over. And then I was like, no, man. We're going to back to Oracle for game six. It's like, what in the world, Toronto?
1: Yeah. Uh, for me, someone who's totally rooting against the Warriors, I was <laughs> so depressed, so depressed uh, uh, when that game ended because I, I thought they had it. I was standing in the living room. I thought that was it. I was like, man, I'm about to watch uh, the Raptors their championship hats. I'm like, this is a wrap. Um, I, I thought
0: it was over, man. I'm so, so bummed. Got, go about, to to... About, to about to see Drake hold up the trophy <laughs> and everything. I was like, they had no, they had the whole crowd singing Oh Canada. Drake was singing. I was like, dude, they're so fired up right now. Toronto has to close it out. And they started off slow, and I'm like, okay. Um, of course, you know, the KD injury, but I, that, that happened. We'll get into that a little later, but Man, the fourth quarter, Kawhi what? He went 10 straight points, and they stopped giving him the ball, bro. I
1: was,
0: I was shocked. I, when
1: he got on fire, I thought that was a, I I thought they had it. I was like, all right, this is it. They're uh, going on the tear. They're about to um, run up the score, and it's about to be a wrap. And I thought they were going to be um, that part of, you know, like when the team wins the championship where, like, the guys get the, uh, go sit on the bench, all the fans cheer. And, you know, everyone starts celebrating. It. <laughs> as soon as the timeout was over, the game went back on, and uh, Curry and Clay made those shots. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, this is really happening.
0: Yeah, and, like, Curry at that point, dude, he was missing everything. Right. Like he, remember, he, he ended up, like, 10 for 23 from the field and, like, 5 for 14 from threes. Like, there was a stretch there when Kawhi, was, when Kawhi made that comeback and got the Toronto the lead. Dude, Golden State was, like, gassed out. I was like, yeah. okay, this is it. Toronto's going to make this run. Toronto's going to make this run. And then, then every, I was like, wait a minute. Toronto beat themselves pretty much, man. Like the moving screen, the moving screen on Cousins and then Draymond Green with the backcourt violation. There was back to back possessions. Toronto could have closed this out, man.
1: Yeah, I agree. And yeah, I'm just disappointed. I, I thought they had, and then, like you said, like it, to me, um, you know, we'll talk more about KD's injury. But to me, after he got hurt, I just thought like they had to capitalize on that.
0: Because no, I, they, sh- I th- they I really shot themselves thought, in the foot. Yeah, and I thought when well, after KD got hurt, I because he, dude, he was playing so well because he was like, uh, he started out. He what did he play, twelve minutes. He was like three for five, and he had and he was three for three from three. So I was right. like, all right, dude. You know, he's he eleven quick points, twelve minutes. I'm like, all right, this is going to be, this is going to be bad, man. This is, this is what it could have been like if he was healthy the whole time, you know? But then when he got hurt, I totally thought Golden State's morale was dead, man. I was like, dude, that's going to be it because we don't know how serious the injury is, but this guy was like lighting it up and then he gets hurt. And I was like, oh man, I think Golden State, I think their whole, you know, the morale, everything's just killed right now. And Toronto's going to take advantage And Toronto and show up till the fourth. And you know, what's so funny. I think I, te- I texted you and art. I was like, dude, Kawhi. Has to step up. He hasn't done anything this game. And then he came out and scored 10 straight points. And then Nick Nurse just started giving the ball to Kyle Lowry. And then, oh, uh, we know what happened <laughs> from there.
1: <laughs> yeah, as soon as he turned the ball over, I was already fed up with him. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, dude, you're killing me. And then, of course, the game-winning shot. Or, you know, that was supposed to be game-winning shot. I, it's like you were saying about texting. I text you. And, and like I said before, as soon as they gave him the ball, I'm like, that's not going in. Now, I, I've seen some um, slow motion like, yeah. showing that Draymond, like, touched it. And, you know, that altered the shot. At the same time, though, you don't give the ball to uh, Lowry. You give it to one of your other guys. And, we're, like, I've heard all week about timeouts, when there should have been a timeout. Uh, it's like you, you said to me before. They, he should have called a timeout. And drew drew a better better. play out,
0: man. Exactly. So it it made no sense to me because Toronto had 54 points in the paint. You were only down by one point. You didn't need a three. You know what I mean? Like if the look was good, but Lowry seems he's so like hot and cold and inconsistent. I'm like, you guys were eight from 32 all night. Up to that point, they were seven for 31 on three-pointers. And you're really going to take a three-point? Attack the basket with Kawhi – or Siakam, or heck, if you want to shoot a three-pointer, kick it out to Marcus Saul. He's shooting better than Kyle Lowry. (laughs) Like, what are you doing, man? They were killing them all night in the paint, and Golden State's defense just fell apart. Honestly, man, like, Golden State, yeah, Clay Clay and Curry made the big shots there at the end for sure. But I really think in that fourth quarter, man, Toronto beat themselves, and Nick Nurse, I I don't know if he froze up for the coaching. He should have called a timeout. He called a timeout when it was in the wrong because he called a timeout right after a free throw, I believe. And then um, it was just so strange because I'm like, okay, dude, you got the ball back. Call a timeout. Draw a play up. You're down by one. Get in the paint, man. And you're gonna be good. Like, but man, that three pointer. I then I kind of knew I I knew something was up, man. Like, like I think you said it too. When Van Fleet didn't know what to do with the ball, I was like, okay, this is no play drawn up right now. We're just gonna shoot the ball up and hope it goes in. Right. And for me, I know,
1: like I'm I'm not a Warriors fan. But there's definitely, like, you can tell th- experience. That, um, the thing everyone says with championship experience. Mm-hmm. Um, because when, like, you were just saying about Clay and uh, Curry, when, when they were like, when they needed to make those points, they made it. And even with, like, the coach for Toronto, you could tell, like, the experience level. When they had to make that shot to win the game, you could tell that the inexperience uh, killed them. Absolutely. And, And that's – like, to me, that's what really – like, we were saying, like, it's not so much the Warriors beat them that they beat themselves. Um, For me, like I've said on the podcast before, uh, whether I was being too hard on Kyle Lowry or not, I I think he's – he reminds me of that guy we play street basketball who – you know he can't make a three-pointer. But he's the one who wants to get the ball at the end and shoot the shot. (laughs) It it just – it sucks. But, I mean – Hey, we're we're going to Game Six. Hopefully, we get the results that we want. But I, know, I just hope it's a good man. game too.
0: I, yeah, I, like when I was watching this, I, I mean, it wasn't all right. I wasn't as shocked, and I didn't have that feeling. But it kind of reminded me of you said like Alabama, Georgia. For me, you know, what it reminded me of because they kind of beat themselves, Atlanta and New England in the Super Bowl. Absolutely. When when you're up twenty eight to fourteen, and then you're <laughs> dropping back in shotgun. And you get stripped – I'm like, what is, what is Dan Quinn doing? Like he got out-coached, <laughs> and that's what it felt like to me. I'm like, this is one of the – I'm like, dude, call a timeout, uh, Nick Nurse. You got – you have the last 15 seconds. You had the possession. Call a timeout. Take the ball in on your end. Draw a play up for Kawhi and get – and just attack him. Like, ah, uh, man, it just – it drove me nuts, man, because – and also you knew the double coverage would probably come at that point, and then you could have a good look from a Fred Van Fleet. Or Mark Gasol, or Siakam, or even even Kyle Lowry, if it came to that. Right. But I'm just like, he should have called timeout, drew a play up, and then I, I really think then Toronto, I, I really think they could have won that game at that point, and then season to be over, and they'd be the champions, you know. But now, game six tomorrow night, back in Oracle. Oh man, like I'm fifty-fifty, bro. Like I feel because Toronto, man, they won the first two games on the road, and that game four when they blew him out when Clay came back, that showed me they can win when right. when when Ibaka Kawhi, everyone they, they played great that night when they won both those games on the road so they can win an oracle for sure but now i'm thinking like okay this is this is for sure the last game in that arena golden state's got a little momentum now they're down 3-2 you know so i'm thinking they're the fans are going to be fired up it's going to be like all right they're going to come out maybe ah, it's it, it's hard to tell man like I, I i can see golden state winning it but i also like i see toronto closing it out and winning it too if they come out and play well if they shoot good it's like I told you the other night. Dude, this has to be – this team has to be the most hot and cold finals team I've seen in a long time. Like one game, they're shooting right. lights out. The next game, we're shooting eight for 32, 25% from three-point. Like, yeah. oh, man. And
1: it's – it's I agree with what you're saying because both results could absolutely happen. Like I could see both of them happening. Yeah. I, I don't think it I, – I do agree. like see it. As momentum, um, the Warriors have it, and we'll see if they can capitalize on that. Yeah, but at the same time, you're saying, like you were saying, was this past game, Game Five, was that just um, the Raptors being cold, or are they going to be cold in Game Six, or are they going to be super hot? I mean, they beat them twice at home, so they, yeah.
0: Definitely beat them again. I thought. I think also with with Toronto, what I've noticed in the first in the five games of the series, game one they were playing great and they were making shots. Game two they couldn't buy a basket. Game three they played great. You had Kyle Lowry, Danny Green were showing out. Game four they started off real cold and you know what I mean. And they came out in that second half and they played. They pretty much put a Warriors on the Warriors in the second half when they when Kawhi, Serge Ibaka they made big shots in the second half of game four. And they won that game in Oracle. Then they came back in game five, and, like, they couldn't make a shot again. Like, I was just like, man, and Kawhi, he showed out there in that fourth quarter. But here's my thing, right? Um, If I'm Toronto, like, I think the way I win this, bro, is to attack the paint. Why keep shooting up threes? You know what I mean? Like, you have Sergi Baca and Gasol who have proven Golden State doesn't have a dominant big man. Like, Andrew Bogut. Uh Kavon Looney's playing hurt. We obviously can tell that. He's always in pain when he goes – you know what I mean? Like, he gets down the court. He looks like he's always in pain. And Cousins, he played good last game, but then, like, that means, you know, he played great in game two. then game three and four, he was, like, non-existent. And he played good the other night. So, I don't know how – but still, like, you have Gasol and Serge Ibaka. I would just attack the paint, man. And if you're Kawhi and Siakam, just drive in, man. Like, don't worry about these – they just keep shooting threes. And I'm just like – yeah, that looks good when it when they're going in. It looks good, and it's like, oh, all right, they're blowing them out. But I think if Toronto wins this, they have to play like that Spurs fundamental type basketball, man. And just you know, I mean, because Golden State, they when KD doesn't play, man, they they give up, they have a lot of turnovers, man. They they give up the ball a lot. They had 16 last game.
1: Yeah, I agree with what you're saying, and just like you were saying about KD, I think now that you know for sure that KD is not going to be playing. You should be able to make game plans um, just for that. Because now, like, you you know he's not coming back. You should be able these last couple of days of practice making plans, game adjustments, knowing that, hey, we don't have to worry about KD. Let's just worry about uh, stopping these guys from making shots. So, it'll be interesting. Um,
0: What's your your prediction, man? What are you thinking tomorrow night? (laughs) Well, I, I I would
1: love if the Raptors would win. I actually could. I really see it going to overtime and the Warriors winning this game.
0: So you're picking it comes back to uh, Toronto. Um, yeah,
1: I do. And seven. I just, okay. I. But then again, I've been wrong the last two times. To- I didn't think they would get a one home game. I don't
0: think the Raptors. I know. Win. I called. I called game four, and I was like, "Dude, they're gonna win." You and Arc are like, ah, "I think Warriors I, I got this think... one, man." And then on, so... and then we all picked them to win on. Uh, <laughs> we all picked them to win on Monday. <laughs>
1: I would totally be okay if my prediction was wrong. But, like, okay, like I said, I don't see them being the three times at home. But if I'm wrong, I'll I'll take it.
0: Dude, you know who I blame? I've been blaming him a lot this playoffs. I blame Paul Pierce because he's like, I'm taking my last selfie in Oracle Arena because we're not coming back here. And, look, here we are again. <laughs> uh, for me, I think it's going to be a close game. Like I said, it depends what Toronto team comes out. I'm still 50-50 on it. Right. I honestly though, I can like you said it's gonna be tough I think for Golden State to to win or excuse me not Golden State uh, Toronto to win three times in Oracle because I mean that's one of the uh, the toughest that, that's a tough arena to win. I mean you got to win three ball games in it, you know And oh, man that, that right there if they if they t- oh man if they tied up three3 it's like dude that's that's heavy momentum right there in Toronto it's like dude we just we were up three one we just dropped two straight games. I mean, I remember when the Cavs did it back in 2016 when they were down 3-1 and then they had that amazing game five from LeBron and Kyrie when they both dropped 41 points and they went back to Cleveland and then blew them out game six in Cleveland and then we're going back game seven. I kind of figured at that point I was like, dude, I think Cleveland's going to win this Right. Um, at that point. uh, Granted, they did have – you know, Cleveland had LeBron James on their team, so that's – I mean, that's (laughs) – you know, that's a little bit – even though Kawhi is very, very good – I don't know. I can't put him over LeBron yet at that point, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on it. I'm gonna say Golden State wins tomorrow. Overtime, I can see the overtime happening. I think Golden State wins a close game and they win it uh down the stretch in the fourth quarter. I think uh, Curry I think Curry and Clay are gonna make big shots again like they've done time and time again with this Golden State team. Uh so I think they make big shots down the stretch. Uh I'm kicking Golden State to win, and I think we're I think we're talking we're having a preview for Game Seven this weekend on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I know
1: how much you would enjoy if the Raptors beat the Warriors in their last game at the
0: Oracle. <laughs> I would I, en- I would trust me I would enjoy that. I think Arc would enjoy that even more because I think <laughs> Arc wants that. I think he like picked Remember he was like he
1: did say that. Yeah, because remember
0: he was like, well, you know, I want Toronto to win Game Five, but if they do lose and it goes Game Six, I definitely wouldn't mind. Uh, them to celebrate an Oracle in the last game ever in that arena. So I definitely could see <laughs> Arc would love it. I would love it too personally, but like it's going to be tough to beat them three times and Oracle, man. Right, and play- the playoffs and there. finals, like the Warriors are so tough usually at home, man. Yeah. So, all right. So that's where we're going in. Um, all right, let's get on it. It's been the talk all week since it happened. KD, man, 12 minutes. He played, went down there on that second quarter. Uh, they haven't come out and said – they said it's an Achilles injury. Uh, I saw Bob Myers the other night, the GM for the Warriors. He was, like, kind of emotional and everything, talking about it. They didn't get into real detail. He's going to New York the end of the week to get reevaluated again. Uh, so possibly it's torn Achilles. That's, like, a lot of the big talk right now from a lot of the outlets and reporters and stuff. They haven't come out and confirmed that yet. Dude, talk about a – man, That's that sucks, dude, you know, like, for him. You know what I mean? He, but you got to think, though. You know he wasn't 100% coming back from that game. I think he just wanted to play the the, the the basketball player in it, man. Like, he wanted to come out there and show his heart, you know?
1: Right. I agree. And it sucks just being a KD fan and stuff. It sucks just seeing a guy – or just a basketball fan. It sucks seeing a guy who's so good at basketball. Like, he changed that game or the whole series just with those 12 minutes. You were like, holy crap, they're about to take over and come back and uh, win the championship just because of how he was playing those 12 minutes. So it, it sucks seeing a guy who's that good get injured. Um, and I know there's been rumors saying he might be out for a year. Um, yeah, they, they I, were saying – I, I saw today
0: like 10 to 12 months, they were saying, for full recovery.
1: Right. It, I did see on Bleacher Report that um, he did uh, tear his Achilles. Okay, um, so it is official. He man. had okay. surgery today too.
0: Okay, wow. All right, cool. So that was on the BR then. Okay, cool, because I was going off. I saw this morning. That it was possibly Torn Achilles and that he was getting reevaluated. So I guess it's uh all right, so damn man, that's uh, that's crazy. And you dude, you know, remember, remember after Kobe did it? Like he was never the same player. He never had his lift back in his shot. Like it was just like granted, Kobe was like thirty six when he did it, and Kobe, right. you know, KD's only like thirty. But still though, man, for that guy that relies on a shot like that, like I'm hoping he can fully recover, man. So he might have to take that full year off to get that full recovery, you know, instead of trying to rush it back.
1: Right. And I know everyone's saying he should opt in. I think he, I think he re- will actually. I think if he didn't get hurt, he might have left this season. I still think he will eventually leave. Unless someone – if someone
0: offers him a max, then, of course, you got to take that. I um, mean, yeah. Did you, so, what I, what I was thinking is, is that – because I don't know if a lot – like, I know the Knicks and the Nets, a lot of teams that have the, the max contract space – I don't know if they'll offer it to him until, like, he's fully healthy. You know what I mean? But it's still – it's like KD. Like, it's just like, all right, this guy comes back 100%. We definitely want him on our team, you know? But yeah. I, I think if I'm Golden State, like, you got to think, man. He was not 100%. He came out there for the heart event. He wanted to help you win a title. I think if he doesn't get a max deal, like, they, they should opt him in and give him something, man, for that year that he's going to be off, you know? Like, what, what could he's done? I mean, he pretty much – he helps you get two championships. Like, he was the deciding factor in those games, in my opinion. Right,
1: because his first year there when they won, if he wasn't there, it's the same LeBron team. That, yeah. Another <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like if, if everyone's being completely honest and objective, they're, you have to admit that he's the one who let them win those two championships. Um, I think because of this injury, there's a huge ripple effect, not only with this series, but with just free agency coming along. Because if you're a Knicks fan, your, all your hope was that he was coming and that was going to lure a guy <laughs> if like. You're,
0: if, you're, if you're like a big Knicks fan, you had the number one pick, you lost that, and then <laughs> you lose KD because you wanted to sign him too. Yeah. And now, if
1: you're another star, are you going to New York knowing that uh, KD probably not going
0: to play this season? Um... Yeah, that, that's going to be tough. Unless there's like a sales pitch where it's like, all right, cool. KD's going to sit out. We're we'll still give you big money. We have this number three pick we'll probably be bad again this year, you know, maybe a little better. We'll still get another top pick next year and then we'll be ready to run in two years. You know, like I don't see first, I don't see the Knicks owner or management selling it like that though, you know? Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, so what, let me ask you. So if you're still, if you're a GM, would it, what, what would you do? Would, would you still sign to a max deal if you're like the Knicks or the Nets or do you, would you still be like, all right, Katie, five years, 200 million. Are, are you doing it? Or would you, what, what do you think?
1: If you're the Knicks, I think you for sure do it because you're desperate for star power. Absolutely. If um, no matter if you have to wait a year, you're still talking about KD. Like we said, we don't know how um, he's gonna come back. Yep. Um, I know. I don't know what his injury was. Um, it's like slipping my mind. But when Kawhi got hurt back when the Spurs
0: played the uh, Warriors, what was that? Do you... yeah. He stepped. Remember the uh, Zaza stepped on his ankle. It, remember when I just he came remember down, he he, saying, put, he put his he put his, he put his foot under him and then Kawhi landed on it and that was his ankle. Okay, I remember everyone saying uh,
1: about this year with the Raptors. They're like, "Whoa, well, oh, you don't know what kind of Kawhi you're going to be getting." Granted, completely, like it's a different injury. Yeah. Still, these guys are like a superstar like that. You have to take that risk. If you're in the Knicks, who you, you haven't been relevant um since i don't know since jeremy was having his thing
0: well i mean that was yeah that was like nah i mean yeah that but i mean you gotta think those teams had to go against like those on those like dominant lebron heat teams man in the playoffs it was like oh wow you know um yeah for me if i'm the knicks definitely if i'm the knicks i'm definitely doing i'm I'm definitely giving the max deal regardless like it's just like oh hey cool we're gonna draft rj barrett and we have another max contract i'm giving one to kd and then I'm trying to sign Kyrie or, you know, Kimba Walker, wh- whoever's there that's needed for it, you know? The Nets think, now, I'm not sure yeah, if the Nets will because they might just sign Kyrie and then give the max extension offer to D. Russell and just go with that. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of thinking that after KD got hurt.
1: Well, and they can still make a uh, pitch to Jimmy Butler too. I think these there's still uh, opportunity to get him and Kyrie. If I mean – that just depends on whether they're going to keep uh DeAngelo or not. Yeah, but. I
0: guess that that time will tell on that one right. July 1st hits to so see what they see what they do with that, you know. But
1: I mean, they were a playoff team this year and they still have
0: opportunity this next coming year to get even better. Well, that's what I I, I'm saying. Saying. I, th- I think the Nets are in a lot better condition than the Knicks, so that's why I see right. them maybe not not risking the money on KD right now and I see them Really going like, all right, cool. Like you said, they don't sign D'Angelo. They go after Kyrie and Butler. And it's like, all right, we're in a win now mentality. We made the playoffs this year. We lost in the first round. But, hey, you know, we we weren't the most stacked team, but we got a lot of guys that are here that are hungry, ready to win. And now we just need a piece like a Kyrie Irving or a Jimmy Butler. So I, I don't know if the Nets will go after Katie. But if I'm the Knicks, though, dude, I'm 100% calling up Katie's agent and saying, hey, you know what, Achilles injury? Cool, we got some great rehab facilities here in New York let's get him on the plane and let's, let's sign this contract, man.
1: Right. And, and I mean, come on, it's New York. They're going to sell tickets. They're still the Knicks. And just think what a pitch is that uh, that is for fans who are like, Hey, maybe this year we got to wait, but
0: man, we're getting KD next year for sure. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh, I mean, definitely. I, so the, yeah, just, yeah, exactly. So it's like the anticipation is like building there and it's just like, dude, give this guy the full, you know, 10 to 12 months of recovery is going to come back. And if you come back and get the KD that, you know, we all know one of the best players in the NBA, the second best player in the, in the game, regardless, in my opinion, right behind LeBron, he's definitely number two. If you get that player on your team, it's, dude, that's, you're automatically, you're automatically contender in the East, in my opinion. Right. The so only th-
1: the only thing about the Knicks for their franchise that you got to be worried about is um, when they got Melo, it just like, it seemed like he was injury prone a lot. Um, I know when they got Murray, he was like that's when he was starting to get past his prime.
0: Yeah, that um, one he had that one good year, and then after that it just yeah, kind of fell Der- off.
1: Derek Rose, you've had Kristoff, so it's like you've jo- had Kim, Kim Noah. Waiting. Yeah, you've had your uh, fans waiting so long for like, hey, this this next season. That's like, man, it, like I said, it's a risk because KD could come back, and like you said about Kobe, that could be like now we're getting into like past his prime. Sadly, I know he's. You know, pretty young, so, um, but it's a risk. So, I mean, like, I don't want to be the next GF who has to make that decision. But. Yeah,
0: and it's just, and the Achilles injury is probably the worst now for an athlete in sports, man, I think.
1: Like, right. it, it,
0: it was the ACL, but then, like, they, like, the last, like, 10 years, they've had, like, advanced technology to, like, kind of, like, speed up the, the ACL process to, like, you know, get you back. Same thing with, like, Tommy John surgery in baseball. That was, like, back in the day, if that happened to you. In the '90s and like early 2000s, your your arm was shot. But now it's like guys opt to have it, take the year off, and they come back a lot better. It's crazy, man. Think, but now the torn Achilles, though, dude, that's that's like the most devastating, I think, for an athlete, you know, especially a basketball player. Right. So, man, I don't know. I hope, I hope, you know, I hope KD recovers from it, so we see him out there. You know, still one of the best ball players in the world today. And like I said, if you're the Knicks, dude, I'm pulling that trigger. I'm getting him in New York to be our superstar, our next franchise player, man, in the garden, you know? And I feel
1: like – The the Knicks
0: have lost so many opportunities on players. (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, I was going to say, if you're the Warriors, I think you uh, owe it to him to give him a contract. But, I mean, you're like a franchise. You're a championship-level team. So, it's like they might not. I mean, I just don't know. But it will be interesting
0: to see what they do this season. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm yeah, because it's just like you know they have the championship, they have the team, but it's just like man, who's gonna, who do they resign? You know, I always I thought even before, of course, you know when KD got hurt, I was like, all right, he's gonna leave, and I was like, all right, Clay and Draymond. they're gonna sign Clay and Draymond, they're gonna have Curry there, they're gonna run with the original team, you know? Right. And then now it's just like man, I don't know, like I really don't know what could happen. So I mean, it's gonna be a fun off season. I know that, man.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely.
0: I hope AD's in a Laker jersey, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah, we gotta talk about that too.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll uh, we de- yeah, we'll definitely have to. Uh, free agency's gonna be fun. The draft is nine days away. We'll have to do our pre-draft special and then the post draft as well. Still not excited about Zion in New Orleans, but if it means AD going to LA, that makes me real excited though.
1: Yeah, same
0: here. <laughs> so, all right. So while we're we're talking about New York and the Garden, man. Two weeks ago, you saw what happened there, right? Oh yeah. Oh, uh, I did too, and like I, I was almost in tears, man. Like I couldn't believe it when I was watching that. I was like, "No!" So, if anybody that you know, if they haven't heard what happened, or if you don't follow boxing at all, but I mean, it's been on every major sports outlet. Anthony Joshua, the defending, um, you know, the unified. He was the former uh, WBO, WBA, and IBF uh, heavyweight boxing champion. Was stopped. And finished in the seventh round against heavy, heavy underdog Andy Ruiz Jr. And uh, probably the second biggest upset in heavyweight boxing history for sure behind Tyson and Douglas. You know, Jordan, I'm still having nightmares about this, man.
1: Yeah, watching it, I was shocked. I <laughs> I, I, haven't seen any of this uh, guy, Andy Ruiz Jr.'s uh, fights. And for me, it was just like a job or uh, Fight. I was like, okay, Joshua was gonna run through this guy. It's just gonna, you know, be one of those uh, like advertisement kind of fights. It's like, hey, <laughs> it's, it's just... like, all right, let's just keep getting towards Wilder and Joshua. Exactly. Guys, come on now. <laughs> so I was watching it. I was shocked because each round went by, and you're like, oh, okay, this guy, you know, he's he's getting warmed up. You know, um, <laughs> Andy Ruiz, he's just getting his last shots in now, but his career <laughs> won't last. And Joshua was gonna demolish him.
0: So I, I was. Just absolutely shocked when he got knocked. Uh, Anthony Joshua got knocked out. Dude, just, still, yeah. still having nightmares when I get up and I'm just like, dude, I'm still seeing like AJ on shaky, wobbly legs, bro, just like falling over. And I'm like, end of the ropes. I'm like, is it, wh- what's going on? You know? And then, because the first two rounds, you're like, all right, cool. It started off like a typical eight, you know, it was like, all right, AJ was using the jab, he was hitting him hard. And then that beginning of that third round, he drops him, remember? Right. And, like, Ru- Ruiz got up, and he didn't really ha- – it didn't really, okay. Like it didn't really hurt him. But at that point, I'm like, all right, AJ is going to go in for the kill, and this is going to be stopped either this round or next round. I can see him stopping him. And then the end of that, dude, he clips him in the back right there on the temple, man, and that's what AJ was stumbled, Dude, he never got back after that, I don't think. Like, I, I don't know. And then what really I think that was his downfall is that after he started – he took those big shots, I think what really messed him up, bro, was he started trying to brawl with him. Yeah, started. He, he started he start, he start trying to throw in those big haze, those big shots. And he's a big dude. So he carrying all that muscle, man. I think that gassed him out for sure too. And his endurance just dropped, dude. And it was kind of like it was kind of like, yeah, Andy, uh, Ruiz, Ruiz's punches, I think, were affecting and definitely hurting him. But also kind of reminded me of like the Connor effect when Connor was getting tagged by Mayweather. He was like gassed for a lot of it. So it's just like, all right, this guy's worn out and he's just taking punches. And I kinda I, I think they both played into it, but Ruiz was like definitely like Tagging him bad, man. And I'm like, ah, you got to be king right now. That just really just happened. Because the day before, or no, not even the day before, a a few hours before on the podcast, we were like, all right, Joshua's going to win this by knockout. We're going to get the Wilder fight. We're all like hyping it up. And then, boom, we don't get that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely sucks because you're not, unless Wilder gets um, knocked out or loses his next fight. And it's more leveled. No matter, actually, no matter what, you're there's that level of excitement's gone. It's diminished. You're not gonna get to the, see these two undefeated or you know, technically undefeated yeah. guys uh, go against each other, and it just sinks. Because I mean, I think Anthony Joshua will come back and be better, but it's like one of those things where it's like, okay, you've seen him lose, and. No matter what, like it's always going to be and to that guy. I mean, granted, this guy only has one loss. Yeah. But still, like that just looks bad. Like, he doesn't look like a bo- – you know, nothing against the guy, obviously. Um, yeah. But it's just like that's not the guy you wanted to see him lose to. Yeah, and, and I think – go ahead. Um, well, I was going to say, I mean, the only thing you can think – I saw Max Kellerman, uh, I guess, said this. On, I saw a quote he said. What he say? Okay, it sucks that Joshua lost, but now there's another heavyweight star. But the only thing I'm worried about is that this uh, Ruiz guy is going to get to a match pretty soon and get knocked out himself.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, the Josh, so it looks like the rematch is going to be booked in November December of this year, they're talking about, uh, which is good. So, the, I mean, Joshua's getting the rematch. So, I, I honestly, I think I think AJ's going to recover from it. I think next fight he won't be coming out reckless like that. I think he's going to have to stick fundamentals and kind of just pop off that jab instead of getting these, like, exchanges with Ruiz, who's a hard, hard hitter. So, I mean, when he was fighting reckless like that, I was like, dude, AJ, what are you doing, man? Like, that's not your style. Like, you're that that's more like – that's Deontay Wilder stuff right there. You're getting those right. balls, dude, and you have that power just to, like, hit somebody and knock them out. AJ, you're fundamental. Set it up with the jab, come in with the hook right there, to come in with the uppercut and put them away. So, dude, like, he's got to change up the game plan. I think he will. I think he'll recover from it. Uh, man, it just sucks, though, man, because like you said, you're just like, yeah – like, I would still be so hyped for a Joshua Wilder fight, especially if um, if Wilder wins his next fight, and then if he does the rematch with Fury, and he beats Fury, and then Joshua gets the belt back, and maybe has another fight, too, before they fight, and then at the end of next year, they do Joshua Wilder. I'll still be so hyped for it and definitely will watch it. But like you said, though, they're not undefeated anymore, and now you see, like, Joshua, man, he was, like, finished, and it's like, dang, like, it's, oh, man, you know, it kind it kind of takes the hype out of it. I'd still, I would still watch it, though, no doubt.
1: Yeah, I agree. I would I would definitely still watch it, and I'm hoping, he, it, like, we see this all the time in MMA. You know, a guy comes in short notice, and then actually beats the guy he wasn't supposed to beat. Yeah. Um, so, we see it, like, once uh, Joshua gets the actual training camp for him specifically, it'll be a different fight, for sure. Um, yeah, man,
0: because, I mean, uh, you know, he kind of like, yeah, because you're just like, all right, cool. You pull out of the fight, and then you have a new opponent, and it's like, it's kind of like when uh, the situation with Connor and RDA, remember? And Diaz right. came in on like two weeks' notice, and it's just like, oh, man, I was preparing for a 155 fight with, uh, you know, with with RDA, and then it's like, oh, grand, we're fighting at 170 now. So then Connor's just like, all right, cool, let me just eat and get all my weight back up, and then, uh, cool, I'll go in there and fight this guy. And he was like gassed by the second round.
1: <laughs> right. It, or, um, it kind of makes me think more of a GSP and Matt Sarah. Where... Oh, yeah. Where I think GSP at that time or, you know, Josh Joshua right now probably um, didn't think this guy was going to be as good or he just uh, didn't think he was going to have a hard time with him. Yeah. And probably took him light, lightly. So once he started fighting, he was like, oh, crap. No, this guy actually probably does more than I thought he did.
0: Um, but, yeah, like like we keep saying, it's going to be a different fight. No, uh, their next fight. I think um, so. I, I mean, and like GSP, that was that's a that's a great example because remember how good he came from that, right? Like that taught him so much, and then I, I don't think he he never lost after that.
1: Yeah, and no one, no one ever thinks of GSP being bad because he lost that fight. We're all yeah, like you're saying, like everyone still thinks he's the greatest. Now, like I said, like it could be one of those situations where like he doesn't I'm, recover from I'm, it. I'm, it's so
0: it's so in his head. Like it's like yeah. oh man.
1: Like, that could be it. I mean, it's crazy to say, like, who knows? That could be it. And this uh, Andy Ruiz, he's, like, going to be a, a huge star. Or he's going to get past Joshua. And he's going to be known as the guy who, like, beat Joshua. But I, I don't know. I just think it's going to be a different fight.
0: Yeah. Dude, you know who else is who took an L as well? Bob Arum in, like, top rank. They dropped Ruiz back in January because he pulled out of a fight because he was going through depression. And they dropped him, bro. And guess what? Then they signed Tyson Fury. If they would have kept Ruiz, they would have have Ruiz and Fury both on their promotional, bro. Yeah. Well, and they drop him, and now Andy's like, I mean, I I, mean, I don't know who I don't know who he's with. Who he's with now? I know, I know he's getting like ten million for the rematch. So he made five million off the first one. Now he's getting ten million. I'm thinking if he was on that one of those bigger promotions, man, like a Golden Boy or a top rank, he'd probably he probably could go, negotiate to get more money. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but I don't know. I think he deserves, I mean, 10 million definitely. I mean, obviously that, that's, I mean, that, that's great money. But, I mean, him being the champ and kind of going in there, I, I mean, I, I could see him, he definitely could, you know, fight for like a, if it's in England, if it's in the UK, I mean, I don't know if he'll be able to make more than Joshua, obviously, because Joshua's the UK's, that's, 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 that's the guy over there. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, definitely, I mean, I could see Ruiz, I mean, he's worthy of more than like 10 million for the fight because he is the champ. And it's like, he's the one giving the automatic rematch, you know? right well and someone
1: for me being a casual boxing fan yeah i think this helps me like with just uh watching more boxing fights because now
0: you know who you never know who's gonna win or lose <laughs> well
1: that that and before i'll be honest before tyson fury fought wilder i had no idea who he was but now uh, this weekend like i'll watch his fight because I'm yeah like, okay there's a new star and like I said, like, I don't know, this could be – Andy Ruiz could be a one-hit wonder, but now there's another name for casuals and stuff like that. You're going to want to w- watch this, guys. Uh, you're going to want to watch that next fight. Like, that uh, Ruiz-Joshua part two, that's a big fight now because of what happened. Now you're like, oh, man, this is actually going to be really competitive. And yeah, we, all, abs- we all thought yeah, he was yeah. Gonna, yeah, we all thought he was going to run through – uh rua joshua's gonna run through Ruiz and fight wilder but now we're like oh no wait there's there's a fight before that that's actually oh you know, not as like you know we're not all excited for this as we would wilder joshua but we
0: are excited just to see the rematch for sure and i think it's kind of cool too because uh like with the rematch it's good for boxing too man because like i'm glad like boxing's getting like notoriety for it as well too because there there's some like dark years bro like when it was just like when Kalichko was a champ, don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't want to disrespect the guy because he was he was so good for so long. But, like, everyone didn't even watch the heavyweight division then, man, you know? And it's just like, oh, Kalitschko, who's he fighting? Oh, okay, right. you know? Uh, and it was just like – that was in boxing. It was like Floyd and Manny were, like, the only big names. Right. And if they weren't fighting, you're like, oh. Yeah, who cares almost. Yeah, you're just – yeah, like, after, like, you know, the Hopkins, Delahoyas, Roy Jones, like, all those guys, like, retired or, like, got out of the big – out of the spotlight – of the big fights, you're just like, oh, okay. And if it's not Mayweather or Dela Hoya, I'm not gonna or not excuse me, not Dela Hoya, Pacquiao, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch the fight, you know? So but then it's like I'm kinda glad though, man, because now you have like Canelo, everyone I mean Canelo's a superstar. It's it's cool watching him. You have um LeChimko, who is on ESPN top rank who's I, I don't know if you caught any of his stuff? Yeah, oh, he's he's actually really entertaining. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it, 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 so I think he he's awesome for the sport too. Granted, he's in like he's in the the, the weight lighter he's in the lighter weight divisions, but he's right. awesome for the sport. Then you have guys that are in that too. The welterweight division is stacked. You still have Pacquiao, of course, that's there, but you have one time Keith Thurman, Sean Porter, Earl Spence Jr., and then Bud and then Terrence Bud Crawford. So it's just like, dude, you know. And then Danny Garcia is still in that weight. He's in that weight class too, man. So that's like. And it's good for even, boxing.
1: Not that even uh, like, we don't even have to bring them up, but it's not like Triple G or Canelo have gone any, like gone anywhere. They're still
0: uh, they're still re- relevant. They're still like the top guys, dude. What did you think when Triple G slept uh, Steve Roll?s Man, like face first, man. Well, especially after the Ruiz by I was like, I got to watch this guy's undefeated, <laughs> Triple G.
1: I was like, you never know now. Dude, did you, see that,
0: tri- did you see Steve Rolls's promoter, uh, Lou DiBella? He put Steve Rolls in the same locker room as Andy Ruiz, hoping that he had the same luck. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it went the way that he thought it was going to go. Uh, no, not at all. Triple he, G slapped him. was wasn't, crazy. He wasn't, he wasn't the same fighter as Ruiz. I mean, people forget Ruiz did fight for a belt one time. And right. he only had one loss. Granted, Rolls was undefeated, but, like, Rurez, he, he had a heck of an amateur career, and he, he fought for heavyweight title once on the big stage. And I'm like, dude, this guy's like, yeah, we're going to put him in the same locker room as uh, Andy Rurez, and it's going to give him good luck, and he's going to go in there and beat Triple G and win the upset. I was like, uh, I, I don't know, man. And I and, – but, granted, like, a, AJ's chin kind of, like, suspect because you're like, okay, you know, he might not have the strongest chin. Dude, Triple H tri- – or Triple H <laughs> – Triple G – he he ate he ate some of the toughest shots from Canelo, man. Right, and I, I'm sure that Rolls
1: guy is gonna have a good career. I'm sure he's a good yeah. boxer. I think this is just more about Triple G. And like, I think after Canelo's fights, where I went to decisions and stuff like that, the everyone draw, was yeah. like, uh. but he he showed that he still has power. He's still like even at, like as old as he's getting, this guy can still knock people out.
0: What you think of um, Oscar's tweet after the fight when he was just like, oh, good comeback fight, but uh, we'll book the third fight with Canelo when you have to win a belt? What what'd you think?
1: I, I think he's cocky right now, and I'm sure he's just trying to say that to diminish Triple G. I think it's dumb, though, because you want that money
0: uh, match. And here's the thing with Oscar like, yeah, that's, and, and the thing is, they they got they both got they signed Triple G to a hundred million dollar contract on the on the on the diz, on the app as well with Canelo for that fight. Like, do you think the owner? Do you think they're gonna be like the investors are gonna be? Like, we gonna give Triple G hundred million, but we're not gonna have him and Canelo fight though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and
1: again, I think uh, Oscar probably thought that Triple G was gonna go away, and Canelo, who who I'm a fan of him. But I thought he he was probably hoping that Canelo was going to go on a tear like Floyd and just fight all these other guys. And oh, and like, just kind of
0: ride out and yeah. finish the But career.
1: it's like, no, like Triple G's still there. And it's not like it's 2-0. There's a
0: draw. He has a win. You got to go for the third fight. There's, yeah, and that's I, mean, I, a money I think it's fight. right, man, because Triple G, I mean, he gave he gave Canelo his automatic rematch. Then Canelo, Canelo got popped for the PEDs. And then Triple G still gave him the rematch after that, you know? Right. So I, I think it's only fair, like, don't get me wrong. I would be totally, if they do it this way, like if, if, if Canelo fights uh, Charlo and they unify the WBC belts, because Charlo, here's what, here's, you're, you're going to find this crazy. Charlo is an interim WBC middleweight champion. Canelo is the official WBC champion, but Charlo's is defending the belt at the end of the month. He's defending the interim title, but we still <laughs> have, we have an official WBC champ. Okay, first It's of all, so strange, man. <laughs> I got to say,
1: like, on the record, I hate interim tiles. To me, they're the biggest joke.
0: Um, so, yeah, for that whole situation, that's that's so silly. And But the thing is that with Charlo, I think he would have fought Canelo, like, earlier. But he's on Al Heyman and Showtime. And you know how it is with, like, the leveraging with boxing where the different promotions and it's, like, so hard to make the fights. I mean, with Wilder and Joshua, look how, I mean, they've been going through it for two years now, you know, like, all right, let's make this fight. You know, let's get the undisputed heavyweight champion and then no, we're not going. It's just like, Oh man, it sucks sometimes because it's like you want to see these good fights and you want to see this, but then like, you know, bad promoting and just politics get involved and it's like, man, it, 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 it sometimes ruins it for boxing in these fights, man.
1: Yeah. And I know boxing curious will, Purists will hate me for saying this, but that's why UFC or MMA in general just has the edge right now. The as much as people hate Dana and think Dana uh, does some bad, like corrupt stuff, he doesn't help the fighters. He's helped like for promoter. He's way ahead of some of these other guys um, who kind of their kind of get in their own way, and I think they see the money right in front of them instead of the money that they could possibly be making.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with it. Uh, I mean, the promoters don't get me wrong. I mean, they're, 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 they're good for it. I mean, they, they take care of, you know, get the fighters paid and, you know, book the venues, get the matches and stuff. But sometimes it's gets in this like money game and it's like Floyd was like the smartest one because he just like became a self promoter and like, he like picked all his fights and was like, all right, no one's getting cut from me. I'm fit. You know what I mean? So he, he did that, but I don't know. If, if Triple G does fight Demetrius Andre, who's definitely fighting at the end of this month, I recommend everybody checking him out. He's the, um, he's the WBO middleweight champ. That's the only belt that Canelo doesn't have in the middleweight division. If him and Triple G do fight in the fall, I would definitely watch that fight. Because uh, Andre, he's, he's a pretty solid fighter. Uh, he's, he's a big, he's, he's long and lengthy, and he has a great jab. That'd be a, definitely a fight. So if they do that fight, and then Canelo does fight Charlo in the fall, and then next May we get the winners to fight each other, and if it's Canelo and Triple G... I'm all for that, but I definitely don't want to see Canelo fight some European champion like Rocky Felding, who was just like came out of nowhere. And you're like, who is this? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. I, I mean, that's just a waste for me for like Canelo. Like granted, I pay, I'm paying $20 for the app a month and I'm watching his fights, but it's just like, dude, come on Canelo. Like, come on. You're, you're, you're like the big the superstar of boxing right now. I think him and him and Anthony Joshua, I think, are probably the two biggest superstars in boxing, like, on a, on a worldwide level, you know, for, right. like, casual people, you know what I mean? Not hardcore fans, maybe not, but for the casual fans, it's, like, Canelo, Joshua. So, I don't know, like, I just hope Oscar doesn't book him in these, like, fights where it's like, oh, he's just going to fight this guy and get an easy win and get a big payday, you know?
1: Now, l- let me ask you this real quick, I, because I don't know. If Canelo and Triple G both fight again. Is that going to be on the zone, or are we going to have to
0: pay a bunch of money for it? No, it's going. Kind of, no, no, they're no, no, no. The contract's on the zone for sure. Now, I would tell everybody this: you might want to subscribe to the zone before the fight happens because they might be like, "Yeah, sign <laughs> up for the zone now, watch the fight." But it's forty dollars per month for a pay yep, up front. Because exactly. when I when I have I have the app, but when they were advertising it for the last Canelo fight and even for the anti Joshua fight, they were like, "Cool." You'll pay uh, you know, ten dollars a month, but tonight it's it's it's, it's thirty dollars up front tonight, but then you'll pay ten dollars a month after that though. And I'm like, Okay, here we go. That's the sale. <laughs> okay, cool, it's ten a month, but you have to pay thirty up front. So I'm telling everybody right now, sign up for the zone at least a month or two months before if they announce triple G Canelo because the night of the fight, they're gonna be like, Yeah, it's a forty it's a thirty, forty dollar fee up front. And then it'll be ten dollars after that.
1: <laughs> gotta make the money.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, dude, you gotta think they paid Canelo what uh, three hundred and sixty-five million or whatever it was, and then they mm-hmm. gave Triple G the hundred million for like five, five or six fights, and then Joshua got like a two hundred million dollar deal. So it's kind of like, okay, uh, we gotta, we, we're not gonna pay these guys all this money off ten dollars a month, are we? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let me ask you this, um, just like one more question: What do you think right now? And obviously, we're not getting like no one's sponsoring us to say this, so. But what do you think is the better app right now, the ESPN Plus with the UFC fights and top rank or the Zone?
0: The Zone, dude. Like, I, dude, <laughs> I crazy, every time right? you watch a UFC event, I always go online afterwards and everyone's ripping ESPN Plus. They're like, oh, second straight month, I've ordered your crap paper. I've ordered the pay per view and I've lost streaming service halfway through the fight. And then it's like, oh, yeah. okay. You know, like, the Zone, honestly, I haven't had any problems with it ever. I watched the Canelo fight and I watched the Joshua fight. I didn't have a problem with it. So – and I and I watched the um, the last Canelo fight as well too when he was uh, – when he fought Rocky Felding. I watched that fight when he was – his first fight on there. And I watched the Triple G fight last week. I had no problems with the app already. ESPN, like, dude, I have problems when I'm trying to pull scores up with that app, man. <laughs> yeah, same here. And I, I – and honestly, how it is right now, dude, like I can't – I'm not justifying to pay like $60, $65 for any of these UFC cards. Maybe next month in July, like I'm considering it, but – like the last couple ones, the last fight card was great. Don't get me wrong, but I wasn't gonna pay sixty five just looking at it up front, you know. Right, man. We're gonna have to call the uh, zone and get them to sponsor us after this, <laughs> dude. I'm about to DM them right now and be like, "Look, you guys gave Canelo three hundred sixty five million, you gave Joshua two hundred something million, you gave Triple G a hundred million. Just give me a hundred dollars and put me on." put me on your app man you know <laughs> yeah like come on we'll, we'll wear your t-shirts on our podcast even though nobody can see us we'll, we'll still wear them that's what i'm saying so i don't know i'm, I'm exciting man like I, as you said like you know for casual boxing fans like i'm getting i have getting like so hardcore and in, hardcore into boxing these last like few years man so i'm just like i get so hyped thinking about it of course joshua taking a loss is just it sucks but i think he'll recover from it we got fury fighting this weekend have you seen fury fight besides the wilder one is that the only fight you've seen him fight that's honestly the only fight I've seen him
1: uh, fight so far. Okay, I, know I got you. The guy he's fighting's pretty. Uh, he, I think he's undefeated too. But who knows? Like boxing, it's weird because you can be a champion from some weird uh, promotion and you could have a record. Who do you know? I mean, like you were saying about Canelo's uh, loss opponent. So I don't know how good this guy actually is going to be.
0: And Fury, like Fury, has a great story. I mean, you know, battling from everything that he's gone through to come back, and then he, you know, had the draw with. Uh, he had the draw with Wilder. And of course, he was undefeated till then. And I think Fury honestly is good for the sport too, because he kinda he kinda has that like Connor gimmick going where he can like talk trash and he's and he's pretty you know, he, he can sell the fight pretty well. Yeah, he's entertaining. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's entertaining, which is good for the sport. Now I'm kind of I saw I saw they did they did boxing pound for pound. They did the, the heavyweight rankings and he was ranked number one over Wilder yeah, and Rurez. Yeah, like Wilder was two, Andy was three, and then AJ was four, and then Dylan White was five. But Fury was one, and I'm like, okay, I know he never lost the belt, and then he didn't lose it. It was a draw against Wilder, but wouldn't you want to how, – how is Fury the guy that's not a champ? He's ranked over both Wilder and Andy, you know? <laughs> right.
1: Like, I could see that he's
0: probably in a discussion. I, I don't agree with
1: it, but I can see why he's in a discussion. I don't know. But then again, like I, I just said – um, so, you know, uh, there's my credentials or credibility. <laughs> I, I, I've never really seen a lot of his fights, too. So I've only seen him fight Wilder. So maybe he deserves it. But, like I said, like, so far from what, like, I have seen his
0: highlights and stuff, he doesn't look, to me, he doesn't look like the number one ranked fighter. Yeah, and I, I get the argument because, like, okay, cool. He had the draw, draw with Wilder for the WBC belt. And, you know, people, a lot of people scored it for him to win. Like, oh, he should have won that fight whatever you know and then he never lost the the wba the ibf and the w wbo belts he never lost when he beat kalichko he vacated them and then joshua kalichko fought and joshua won the belts then from that point so i get that but i'm just saying like he's not a champ right now i'm thinking you have to put i I would think you want to put wilder up in that you know after even after his last fight when he knocked the dude out in the first round like I think you've got to put Wilder ranked number one because he's the longest standing champion right now, you know? Right. After Joshua lost, like you have to go Wilder one. Then you could put Fury two. I, I can see that. Put him at two. Andy at three. And then AJ at four, you know? Right. Yeah, I so, get Yeah, I can see. That. I agree with that. But I mean, I would I would definitely put Deontay uh first ranking right now. I mean, for since since AJ lost. So, I mean Time will tell. Fury fights this weekend. I'll I'll be definitely catching it. I'll be catching it and see what happens. Yeah. Just I'm because just because like <laughs> like you said, you never know now, like who could win, who's not. I'm pretty sure he's gonna beat Tom Schwartz. Uh but it is boxing and it's a fight and that's why we fight, you know? Yep. That's why we watch it, like Joe Rogan always says. What'd you think of the uh dude, so what do you think of the UFC fights this past weekend?
1: Yeah, I love the um I'll be up front and say I only caught the uh, three top fights. The
0: but big I, fights, never- okay.
1: Yeah, I thought they were – personally, I thought they were all good in their own way. Um, it was an entertaining um, card for the most part. Like, I just thought – like, I don't know why, but I felt like the last couple of cards I've seen have been pretty boring. Um, all the MMA guys are probably crap on me for saying that. <laughs> but uh, I, I thought this was a very entertaining card.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, well, for the for the, for the the three big fights you're talking about, Tony Ferg and Cerrone put an absolute show on. Like, we said, we, 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 we said that. We were like, oh, dude, oh, yeah. let's get it definitely fight in the night what would you think of that stoppage man good stoppage
1: yeah I mean you have to like his and, eye was completely shut man which I know he uh, said he felt dumb doing that because he knew better yeah but I'm just when I saw like when they were cleaning his nose I was like oh wow that's broken. And the first thing I thought, because his eye was pretty bruised up, I'm like, dude, don't blow your nose. As soon as he blew his nose, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it was like Joe Joe Rogan, he knew right away. And, like, I knew it too. I was like, yeah, that's it. They're not, the doctor's obviously not going to let him fight when his um, eyes swollen shut like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I will say, um, obviously, you never know with a fight. But it looked like Tony Ferguson, after the first round, was starting to dominate. And I, I don't think
0: uh, Cowboy would have done any better if he would have kept going. No way. I was sticking with my prediction because remember me and you both picked Ferg to win, and Ark, 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 right. Ark picked, uh he picked Cerrone. I only I knew Cerrone would win if you catch him early. Yeah. He, he, he had to catch him like the first, like, you know, two and a half, three minutes into the first round, and I thought then Cerrone could catch him because Ferguson starts getting in his, he starts getting in that mood. He just keeps it going, man, and that's that pace he pushes. He's intense. He's just in your face. Man, and with this win, I don't think – you can't deny Tony. You can't deny him his title shot, man. Like, he deserved it. Then he got hurt for the first time with Khabib. Connor came back, right? They did Connor and Khabib. He fought the co-main event, beat Pettis. And then then Poirier and Holloway fight for the belt, the interim title, right? The the winner fights Khabib. And then Tony's like, all right, cool. I'll fight for – I'll fight Cowboy. Fuck it, you know? And then he beats him. You can't deny this guy a title shot now. Even when he was, like, interim champ back in the day when he was supposed to get the shot the first time. Right. Well, I will say this about the fight.
1: When the fight first started, uh, Ferguson's so weird, like, the way his, he fights. I, like, hit the fight with Pettis, too. I'm like, wow, these guys are getting the best of Ferguson. And then, like, the second round, he comes <laughs> out, and it, his fights are so brutal. Like, this guy, like you were saying, he's intense. His fights are super intense. Um, he's a scrapper, man. Dude, this dude fights, like, um, I will say this. Hopefully, um, we will eventually get that Khabib versus fight. Um, I know they keep trying to do it and it never works, but I mean, I think you have to. If if Khabib gets past, obviously, Purry, you gotta do that fight. Um, I know that Connor has a fight too. Um, we'll talk, I hope. I think we'll get to that whole situation um, in a little bit, but I think you you eventually
0: have. No matter if it's not even
1: for the belt, you gotta do Khabib versus uh, Tony. That fight just has the oh, I mean,
0: yeah, no, I mean, they've dude, they've been trying to book it for like five years, and they just can never get it right, and they always something always happens. You have to book if Khabib beats Poirier, Tony is definitely next in line for for the title shot. Like you can't deny it. Like with it, I mean, he's gone, he's beaten everybody, and it's like okay, cool, he took out Pettit's. then he took out Cowboy, who was on a roll since coming back to one fifty five, and it's like you know what, what do you, who who do you have him fight now? You know, so I mean. I think you have to book that fight, man, and just you know. And then Khabib Poirier got announced today, official for uh, UFC 242 in Abu Dhabi, man. That I'm actually looking forward to. It. I think Khabib wins, man, but I, I hope I hope Poirier shows out, man. Yeah, I agree. I think it's gonna be a good fight. I mean, I, I Poirier has to catch him, though, man. Yeah. He, can't, he can't get like the whole. If Khabib gets a hold of him and Derek gets him on the fence and wrestles, it's over, man.
1: I think um, Poirier is a good fighter. I'm. I'm interested in just seeing the fight. Obviously, you you might like. How many times have we seen a fight like on the paper, and we're like, "That's gonna be a good fight," and then it's like dull, and then like vice versa. So I'm I'm hoping this is gonna be a great fight. I don't know. Um We'll see. I just think Khabib's gonna beat him, but I hope it's a good fight. Like you know, who knows? I, as long as it's a good fight, like I'm all in.
0: Yeah, I mean. I'm all in for all the rest of the fights, like the rest of the year. So, but definitely I think Ferguson will, uh, Ferguson definitely does the title shot. I think now with Cowboy, man, I think it's the time to book Connor versus Cowboy. I know it's not like the best fight, but like, I think it makes sense now. They're both coming off losses. You know what I mean? And it's just like, all right, cool. And it, it could be a, it could be a quick, fun fight. I still, oh, man, if Nate, if Nate does beat Pettis though, man, I, I, Nate and Connor part three. Oh man, come on. That's like a triple G Canelo. Like it has to happen for a third time. Has to man.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think they needed a fight. You've heard my opinion about it before. Like, um, we've talked off air. I think the fight that needs to happen is the Diaz Connor fight. I know Nate said recently he doesn't want that fight, but it's like, man, you have to have that
0: fight. That's a payday for him.
1: And I I like Cowboy. I think he's very entertaining and good fighter. For me, I think it'll be a good um, promo. Our promotional work for the fight leading up to it with Connor and Cowboy, for some reason it's just not uh, what I want to see. I think it's gonna be it would be an amazing fight, but I just I want to see Connor fight other people. Uh,
0: I mainly I just want to see the Nate Diaz Connor part. I mean the I mean the first two the hype was so amazing, and the second fight, in my opinion, still like that's still the greatest UFC fight I've ever seen, bro. Oh yeah, like the way that they were the way that fight went, that was. That was so amazing. Dude, what do you think about Valentina with the head kick, bro?
1: I was surprised. I uh, <laughs> I stand corrected because I said just in the last podcast when we talked about that she didn't have punching power. <laughs> uh, she still might not. Who knows? But she definitely has some kicking power. I was shocked. Uh, Dude, I, that, that was, was that, crazy. Like it
0: gave me shades of like when Holly Holm took out Rousey with a head kick. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, you know?
1: Yeah, and – I don't know, like, um, granted, a lot of these girls um, have a lot more power in their fists than I do, Um, but you just don't see those clean knockouts like that a lot with the girls, and the fact that she just straight up head kicked her, like, she knocked her out cold, and it was crazy. It was impressive. Like, I I, I won't say anything about her striking power ever again, for sure. But, yeah, it was impressive. I think um, that for people who didn't know much about her or – like you said, we always talk with the casual fans. Um, you always want to have something that like make people notice you. Like uh, I think people are noticing her now for sure,
0: dude. Do so you talk about like, the the women with the knockout power? You would have to pay me like hundred grand to even get in there to fight Amanda Nunez or Cyborg or just spar with them. <laughs> yeah, they would knock me out, dude. Like the way they hit. Oh my gosh, dude. Nunes All and Cyborg scare yeah. me. Holly Holm, too, and Holly Holm would, like, throw, like, a wicked, like, spinning back kick into my face and just, like, I would end up, like, Sage Northcutt when he had, like, when we had, like, an eight-hour-long surgery because he broke his face in that fight. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Be I'd end up
0: like that if they, like, hit me in the face, dude. I just would, like, would never recover. So, I don't know. I was very impressed, though. It was, it, it was just, like, man, I was worried, too, because I was, like, dude, I think Jessica Guy is, like, really, really out of it, you know? So, yeah, I was glad that, exactly. I, I was glad everything worked out and, you know, she ended, she ended up being okay. And then uh, <laughs> we got a new champ, champ part of the club, man. Henry Cejudo takes it, bro. Like I was, I I was wrong. You and Ark had the right prediction. I thought it would be the total opposite, dude. But you know, what? I, in the post comp, when he was in the wheelchair, when he was getting uh, when they were putting him in the wheelchair, and he was like rolling around, <laughs> dude. I I thought he was trolling, but he 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 really did say that the leg kicks really messed him up, man. That that dude must have some wicked leg kicks, man. It, they looked powerful. I won't lie;
1: like they looked like, and you know, with fighters, they always um try hide the pain or like
0: how. It oh hard. yeah, definitely, definitely.
1: But I mean, they looked like they hurt.
0: <laughs> so I think I think Cerruto played it right too because he kept coming forward and he waited till he gassed, man, and took advantage.
1: Yeah, yeah, and especially someone with like his Olympic pedigree. Man, yeah. If you can, if you can let some of those guys go and tire themselves out. You can just start uh, dominating like he did. Um, I was impressed. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about him moving up weight yet. That's the thing that happens with those champ champs. You know, like it's like, okay, now when are the guys at Ben Bell? So what do you –
0: I mean, do you see that Dana, they kept shrugging off. Like what's the future of the 125-pound division? Like Henry swore after he beat TJ. He was like, oh, no, we're keeping this division around. But now he's like 135. Now he's talking about like going to 145 if Edgar beats Holloway. And doing that fight, and I'm like, all right, Henry, wait a minute. Like, you defend, it, defend the 135 belt. And first of all, first of all, the calling out, he called out Cruz, Faber, and Cody. I'm like, wait a minute. He's got to be trolling, like, extra hard right now. Like, Cruz Cruz is always injured. That would be a great fight. Don't get me wrong. Faber, really? Come on, man. Like, he's coming out of, like, retirement for a retirement fight. And what, Henry? Cody? Cody's got, like, three straight KO losses, man. Like, he's nowhere near the belt right now. I mean, if
1: that was me, those were, like those would be the guys I called out to.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. obviously you can't call TJ out because he's gone for like yeah. two years. But, you know, I, I mean, I think the next guy in line you, – you said he didn't catch the undercard though, right? Did you see the results though? I did, yeah. I think it's definitely got to be Sterling, man, because he knocked out Pedro Munez who knocked out um, Cody. Right. So I think, I think it's definitely – he's got to be the next number one contender, man, because he's on a roll right now, and you have to bump him up there to fight Henry Neg. I mean, I guess it just depends on – if but you know how Dana is though he can't he doesn't like when the the champ fights both weight classes though right. remember he he made D, he made DC go up he was like yo DC you got to pick 205 or heavyweight DC's like well I'm going to heavyweight and then John Jones came back and you know obviously <laughs> then he won the belt and DC's like ah I might fight him I don't know you know but and then Dana said the same thing with Connor he was like Connor man you got to be 145 or 155 Connor's like all right uh, 155 duh you know what I mean I don't want to cut right. weight <laughs> so. I don't know. Like, I think he I – I mean, it depends if he gets rid of – unless he gets rid of the, the the flyweight division all around, and then I guess Henry would just be the 135-pound champ.
1: Yeah, I personally think that they
0: probably are going to get rid of the 125-pound division. Yeah, because I don't, I don't see a lot of the fi- – I mean, DJ was there and, like, had his run, and that was, like, the only uh, – you know what I mean? And then, like – but now I don't, like – it's just going to be a bunch of rematches, it seems like, unless they bring, like, outside fighters in.
1: Right. Um. Which I like, I don't really care for. I mean, I do feel bad for those guys who are in that division. Um, yeah. But I just, I don't know. Like when if I'm if I'm Dana if I'm in Dana's shoes, um, there's not a lot uh, promotional stuff there. There's not a lot that get grab people's attention. Um, I think DJ cleared out the division, and, like. And like so DJ, sure DJ like lost. cleared it out,
0: and then he like lost, and Dana's like, "All yeah. right, I'm gonna trade you to one FC for Ben Askren." And thanks, DJ. Right. You know, right. and <laughs> but, I I, that, but I also think DJ. I think there was a conversation that we're getting rid of the division. That's why DJ asked for his leave. Maybe man. Right. Well, that's what I was gonna
1: say. If if he was keeping the division, why would you have got rid of DJ? That's why I think he's. Uh, I think that's why it's gone, or like they're gonna get rid of it. I just. You wouldn't get rid of DJ if you're going to keep a division because you, you, you stars. You know what would be really
0: cool? Like, if DJ, if, like, he, he wins, like, a belt in 1FC, and then, like, he does come back, and they had that third fight with him and Henry at 135 in UFC. That would be awesome. Because they are 1-1, one one, you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, right. cool. DJ goes away for a year, year and a half or so. He wins the belt in 1FC, and it's like, all right, cool. He's, like, a you know, he's a champion, and he was the greatest, you know, 125 in uh, UFC, he wins the belt at one FC and then comes back and fights to Henry at 135. And then you right. never know. Like maybe down the road we can still get like a DJ versus like TJ fight. I know TJ's still like a couple years from coming back, but I mean there's could still be some interesting fights at that 135 weight class, man.
1: No, I agree. It for me personally, I think it's good though that like don't get me wrong, Morales is a great fighter. And oh he'll be back. He'll be he'll be back, but I think. I think you kind of want someone like uh henry to win
0: because i think you need stars man exactly he, he, you need like guys like i think you need a style bender is also on the rise coming up and a guy like henry where it's like oh man this guy's annoying but he's playing that character you know right exactly and he has a personality for sure um, absolutely absolutely so, agree like
1: and with a company that there's stars coming and going every day like you need uh stars you need those guys like him
0: so i don't know i'm, I'm excited to see this next fight for sure though yeah, I mean, I don't know about him like going up to like 145. I'm like, wait a minute. I mean, against Frankie because I know Frankie's like the smallest 45, but dude, I can't see Henry fighting like Max Holloway, bro. Yeah,
1: that, and height doesn't mean everything, but like
0: he's he's a shorter guy, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, him, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's yeah, he's short. Like Holloway, the reach is gonna be unreal, man. And Holloway, like. He takes a punch, bro. Like, he walked through yeah. Aldo, Pettis, Dustin Poirier, Ortega. Like, he was just walking through shots, man. I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, Henry, I don't know. Like, that's, I mean, I think, I think that's why he said if Frankie wins, he'll go up there. Like, I don't think he's looking at trying to fight, like, Holloway and, like, Ortega, right. and those big 145 those big pounders.
1: But, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be
0: good, though. I think it'll be interesting to borrow who he fights next, uh, whether yeah. it's 135 or 145. I think – yeah, I think it will be solid. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see, like, how UFC plays out the rest of the year because, like, they have great fights that are lined up. Uh, I mean, the – 239,
1: uh, that's going to be a good one.
0: Yeah, 239 stack. And then the week before that is, is like, when Francis uh, Nagano fights uh, Junior DeSantos. Just, yeah, that's going to be a, that's be a team, heavy, 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 heavyweight fight right there, man. Talk about people you don't want to get hit by. <laughs> oh, dude. Francis Nagano. Dude, imagine, like, Francis – what do you? How would you think Francis would do in boxing, bro? Like, what if he fought like Wilder? What would you? What would you? What do you think about that? Um,
1: the only reason, <laughs> like, it's hard because man, like, it's like the whole MMA boxing thing.
0: It's like their cardio level le- levels. <laughs> it's different. Yeah, it's yeah. different because it's like five five minute rounds. Then you go into boxing, it's three twelve minute rounds. Right, which is always like, I mean, obviously we saw with Conor and stuff. <laughs> it's
1: just a different game because if Wilder came to. MMA, I would obviously think uh, Francis would have that advantage. Oh, dude,
0: Francis would throw a sick, like, head kick, bro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, like, again, if, if Francis went to boxing, I mean, I think we would get gassed out way too quick and that would be all she wrote.
0: Yeah. I, You know, I know they're talking about, like, Jones and DC, man. Like, yeah, that's like a money fight. But honestly, like, it doesn't really intrigue me, though, man. Like, unless it's like at, maybe at heavyweight where DC's not cutting weight and he's like a lot bigger, but I don't know, bro. Like, it doesn't stick out to me. Like, they keep talking about Jones, DC, and I'm like, uh, I don't know, man. You know what I mean? Like, I think DC could beat everybody they put in front of him except John Jones.
1: Right. Well, I'll tell you because I know they also um, announced tickets for this fight coming up. I think people shouldn't sleep on the CPA rematch. No, because... I think
0: CPA going to fight different.
1: Yeah, I think it's gonna be a different fight, and I DC should be careful not looking too far ahead. Yeah, um, and even I know he won that Brock fight, but let's let's be honest. Um, the A fight is gonna be a lot harder than that Brock fight would have been.
0: So yeah, I mean, I, I mean Brock was the bigger draw. I mean, yeah, definitely and Brock yeah. is gonna be solid, solid. But with Brock, it's just he's real one dimensional. I mean, he, granted, he's gonna he's a strong. He's got the you know he's he's a. He's a great wrestler, so he's going to take you down. But with Stipe, dude, like Stipe, he can stand up with you. He can come at range. I think it's going to be like you said, a li- little bit different. I think um, I don't think Stipe is going to get let DC get on the inside like he did last fight and have his you know chin all the way up and his hands down and he got caught. So right. I think it could be a little bit different. And DC, like you said, he I don't think he can overlook. It's kind of like maybe with with uh, with AJ man when when uh, Joshua might have been overlooking Rurez and it was just like oh it's an easy fight and then you know right. you get clap you get clapped and you're like oh man, I just lost. I got knocked out. So, yeah, I, I don't think DC should – he definitely shouldn't be overlooking Stipe. That's one thing.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And I'm just uh, – I mean, I, I guess we'll see how it plays out. Uh, one, I mean, another fight – I'd rather have Jones – a fight that I really want to see is Jones versus Nagano, bro. Really? Yeah, heavy – bro. I, yeah, I, dude. Let, those let, those let, okay, are... jo- Jones wins, right? He beats some Santos. Maybe, I mean, I can't – am I writing Santos off? I'm just saying Jones wins the fight. Francis beats Los Santos. DC or Stipe, um, whoever wins that fight, Francis is next in line. Jones is like, Yeah, I'm not coming to heavyweight. I'm not gonna do it. So Jones stays at two oh five. Francis gets the next heavyweight title shot. Boom, Francis beats DC or Stipe. And dude, you have a you have the super fight, Jones versus Stipe. Or no, Jones versus um Fran- well Jones versus T would be good too, man. But Jones and Francis <laughs> well, is my fight, man.
1: For me personally,
0: um I know the light heavyweight
1: divisions super weak. Um in regards to the star power, I'm sure like uh, there's a lot of uh, good up-and-coming guys. Yeah. But to me, I think Jones has a good at heavyweight. I think there's more entertaining fights there. But the fact that I haven't seen him in heavyweight makes me nervous. Like, is he going to be as good in heavyweight as he is
0: at 205? Yeah, and he can't be taking the juice either. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know what's funny? I don't know if you saw this. Uh, I, I think we're wrapping up soon,
0: but uh, real quick. Did you see Chris Weidman moved up to light? Dude, heavy? what's up? Him and Rockhold both are going to light heavyweight. <laughs> I, but like, you know neither, what? Both are former middleweight champions, and they they both get like knocked I, out of the middleweight division. Now they're going to try to go to light heavyweight. Yeah, but you know, I think Rockhold
1: has a better shot. <laughs> Even though he's a striker, I think he has a better shot at light heavyweight than Weidman. I don't you, know. I just, you don't think why? You
0: don't think why? We don't think Weidman Wy- has a shot, dude?
1: I think he has a shot. I mean, like, but I know, like, it kind of makes me nervous just because I'm like, man, if. If your last couple of fights with middleweight is how things are going now, you know those guys like heavyweight—that's a different. <laughs> they're big boys. Yeah,
0: okay. I mean, I don't honestly though. Like the next two big middleweight fights, I'm hyped for because you have we have Yoel versus um, Paulo uh, Paulo Costa, which I think is a solid fight, and that sets up in the winner of that fight. I think we'll fight the winner of a uh, style Bender Whitaker. Right. And that imagine if good. Yoel that wins, bro, and you get like Yoel versus like Style Bender. Hey. I'll be offer that for sure. But I can't write. I, I'm. I look. Uh, style bender would be great to win. Arc's a big style bender fan, but I can't. I can't write off Whitaker though, man. You know. Yeah, it just sucks with off his uh, situation injuries, man. It's yeah. just like, dude, man. I want this guy to get healthy and just because he's a he's a hell of a fighter, man.
1: Yeah, and what sucks is this guy keeps on looking like he's gonna hit like his prime, and he's gonna be this big star. And then he has and a setback, injuries, and it sucks and. Because I think he would have been a bigger star, um, but like like you said, like the
0: injuries are killing him. It's like that "what if" factor. It's just like, dude, yeah. what if? You know what I mean? So, man, I hope he I hope he gets healthy because the rumor they're they're talking about that fight in October is Style Bender and Whitaker for the belt, and it's in Australia. So, I mean, that's gonna be huge, man.
1: Yeah, I'm like like I said, even though he hasn't fought a well, I'm so excited to see that fight.
0: Oh yeah, definitely, man. Uh, so. Man, it's been a it's been a fun Wednesday night, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Um. Uh, okay. Real quick before we go,
0: St. Louis or Boston? Ah, uh, dude, it's it's in uh it's in Boston, man. So I'm gonna take the Bruins. Yeah, I don't want them to win. Um. Bro, but here's the problem, man. Like every time Boston <laughs> wins, they end up putting like four, five, six goals in the net, dude.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And for someone who's not a Boston fan of uh, the. Other their sport no hell
0: they've won too much come yeah. on man
1: come on you boston people we're we're getting tired over here watching like, you guys win all stop
0: man. man i'm getting tired of the boston wins like somebody just just lose man please <laughs> i'm getting so tired of it you guys have like you've won you've won like six super bowls like give me a break in one and in, in like 20 years you've won six and you've been there nine times like that's enough okay
1: um <laughs> oh. So we keep talking about Drake making an album of Toronto wins. If uh, St. Louis wins, is Nelly got to come back and make
0: an album? Oh man, <laughs> dude, come back with like country grammar twenty years later. Do <laughs> you oh, imagine? It, that'd be, it'd be weird, but you know, I never. Have, yeah, you know, I mean, I guess, have I guess, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'll <laughs> give it a checkout, man. I remember that was like the album back when I was like nine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like it was just like, oh, all right, you know, but. Anyway, so I guess this weekend we're going to be back at it. We'll have Ark and hopefully coming back. Our, our, uh, Big Jordan coming back this weekend, hopefully. Hopefully.
1: He uh, definitely will be coming back soon. I know that for sure.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely come back soon. Uh, so you guys just be on the lookout. We're going to drop some good stuff. We got some great stuff in the works, too, um, for wrestling, sports. Of course, when it gets closer to NFL time, you know, we're going to drop some NFL podcasts. NBA draft special podcast uh, will be coming up soon within the next uh, couple weeks getting ready for the draft looking forward to so man we got some great stuff coming guys so keep checking in um, give us a check out throw us some feedback down too and all the comments just let us know what you guys think if you disagree with anything um, you know if you want to see Art versus Dave Metzler go at it hey we're all for that if you make guys it want it to, happen. We're, we're trying to make it, it happen. happen so if you guys want to push it Dave Metzler the Wrestling Observer tag him in these right here and then we'll tag arc in it and we'll make sure we set that up, <laughs> <laughs> man. So, all right, Jordan, I guess this weekend we're back at it again, but yeah. it's been a fun, it's the lion and wolf tonight, man. This was fun. Yeah. All yeah, right, I, dude. So yeah, absolutely. We'll, we, we, we'll, we'll keep going at it, but Hey man, Raptors and six, I'm calling it Raptors and six. <laughs> oh, Raptors and six and AJ takes the rematch in November against Rurez. Let's go, baby my watch is ended my watch is ended i'll catch you all later